We're going to talk about the goodness of the Lord this morning, but we're going to talk about it in the vein of thankfulness. And it's my heart that God will change me during this service. It's my heart that God will help me (laughs) to come out of the place of complaint and to come 100% into the vein of praise. And thankfulness. It's my desire that God would so rework me. (laughs) Rework my heart. Rework my mind. Rework my discipline in my life. Because see, whether we're a complainer or a praiser, it really has to do with our view of life. But it goes deeper than that. It really has to do with our view of God. And his ability to change the things that we deal with in life. And truly, there's not one benefit to complaining. (laughs) But there's thousands. In fact, in this message this morning, in the next 20 minutes, I am to share with you 32 points, and then 7 points, and then 4 points. You know why? Because I couldn't narrow it down. There's so many powerful benefits to being thankful and living a life of thankfulness and appreciation and completely, completely denying that side of complaint. And I know we would be oddities, (laughs) but that's what God's called us to be. Really, the way we deal with life is not supposed to fit in with the way life exists here in this world. Uh, we're, we're uh, We're like a fish that swims upstream. Our conversation is to be like that. We're always going against the flow of the world, denying the Antichrist the right to affect our thinking and to affect the way that we deal with things. And God has called us to live 100% on this side, so to speak, of this praising element. Because every time I praise God, it gives Him the opportunity to change what it is I was wanting to complain about. And every time I complain about it, it gives the devil the right to build a fortress in my life in that issue. So I want God to change me. But not only that, I want God to change us today. Amen. I want the Lord to just do a great work in us to bring about change. Now in Psalms 8, verse 1 and 2, it says this. It says, O Lord, our Lord. It says, Your majestic name fills the earth. It says, Your glory is higher than the heavens. It says, You have taught children to tell of your strength. Silencing your enemies with all who oppose you. Now, when we first of all read this scripture, we find a little bit about praise. But Jesus, when Jesus read this scripture and stood on this scripture and quoted this scripture in the Gospels, a difference that Jesus changed in this scripture was one word. And the word he changed strength to praise. Because, see, to God, praise is your strength. 
Amen. And if I'm going to have the strength of God in my life to overcome, to come out of, to bring about change, whatever it is, then I must be willing to allow the Lord to release praise through me. In fact, Jesus said it's so important that He has even taught babies to do that. He's taught babies the joy of thankfulness. Amen? Now, uh, on the area of thanksgiving, or thankfulness, or gratitude... There's so many different ways that we can deal with that. Because it's just as real in what we call the natural, and it's probably the only subject in the Bible that is. When you look up the word thankfulness or gratitude, you find just as much from the world's view of benefits as it is from the church. Now, we that are in the church, we think it's only a benefit that we in the church get to have. But the world has recognized the power. In fact, you can't even go by the subject titles. Because even when the world, when psychology today, or when a healthier life, those major magazines, those major institutions, and even the Mayo Clinic, when they deal with the word thankfulness, they deal with it like this. The power of thankfulness. And some of them even deal with, they call it the supernatural power. It comes through gratitude. Now, their view takes out the element of God. And I don't see who you're going to be thankful for if you're not going to be thankful to God. But at the same hand, the world itself has seen the power that's contained in this wonderful thing called thankfulness. So I just, I just want to real quick, I just want to mention somebody. This one article, uh, this one is called 31 Benefits of It. Now this is the world's view. I just want to list you out some of these because I believe it's important for us to recognize. They say that in the world, they say that what the church has been saying for all these years, the world or the psychological view of it is that it changes you if I will be a thankful person if I will realize and be a minister of gratitude, it will change me emotionally. It will change my personality. It will change my health. It will change my career ability. And it will change my social status. The first way that they say that gratitude makes us happier. So if I will learn to be a thankful person, even the world sees that, it makes us a happier person. The second thing is that gratitude makes people like us. Boy, can I say amen to that? <laughs> Nobody likes to be around a sourpuss. And so what they're saying, you being a thankful person, living in that arena of thankfulness, it causes people to like you. The third thing... It makes you healthier. In fact, I could not even hardly believe the statistics that it gave about this. How it made a person be almost an invalid on one point and bring them to a healthy person and just change in one aspect of their life. And that is learning to be a thankful person instead of a complaining person. The fourth thing is gratitude boosts our career. 
It prepares you. It prepares you. The study on this. It prepares you to have a successful career. It puts success working for you. The fifth thing is gratitude strengthens our emotions. It makes our emotions strong. And now, when the area of gratitude, it makes us more optimistic. It makes us less materialistic. It even makes us less self-centered. It makes us have more self-esteem. It's hard to believe that, that, that the world, the more that you are thankful to other people, the better you feel about you. <laughs> it... Uh, Number seven, it makes you more optimistic. Number eight, it reduces your desire for materialism. And I was amazed at the studies from all the different places it did on materialism. You know, we that don't have, we think, man, we'd be happy if we did have. But what all the studies said, the more you have, the less happier you really get. If you're not thankful. That if you're not thankful, if you don't, if you're not a gracious person dealing in gratitude, the more you get, the less happier you are. It makes you less self-centered. It increases your self-esteem. Gratitude improves your sleep. <laughs> Boy, I'm really unthankful. Gratitude keeps you away from the doctor. That's the way the world puts it. Keeps you away from the doctor is what it says. Gratitude keeps you away from the doctor. Gratitude lets you live longer. How many want to live longer? Gratitude increases your energy levels. Gratitude makes you more likely to want to exercise. Well, yeah. Gratitude. <laughs> Gratitude helps us bounce back once we have had an opportunity to fall. Gratitude makes us feel good. Elaine, I sure want you to get this gratitude thing, darling, this morning. Gratitude makes our memories happier. Gratitude reduces feelings of envy. Gratitude helps us relax. Don't say nothing, darling. Uh, gratitude makes you friendlier. Gratitude helps your marriage. And everybody said, Amen. Gratitude, oh man, I know I fit this. One. Gratitude makes you look good. <laughs> gratitude, being gracious, being thankful, helps you make friends. Being thankful deepens those friendships. Being thankful makes you more effective manager. Well, I was I've, I've enjoyed reading these studies. It makes you more an effective manager. It makes you. It helps you to be better at networking. It increases your goal achievement. It improves your decision making. Amen. And increases your productivity. Man. And that's what the world sees. And I'm here to say, if that's what the world sees, God can see it even greater. Amen. So the Lord's going to have us. So, so we have all of these marvelous reasons why that we need to become a thankful person. We all want to be healthy. All of us want to live long lives. All of us want to, to be able to be healthy while we're here. But at the same hand, it all comes from this area of thankfulness. Learning through discipline, being able to correct my complaining, and being able to replace my complaints with thoughts of thankfulness. 
and then words of thankfulness. Now, in your Bible this morning, in Psalms 100, it just explains it so well. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. This is what God's saying in His Word. Now, there's so many scriptures that deal with thankfulness. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Somebody says, I can't find the presence of the Lord. That's because thanksgiving is the gate in. It says, enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into His courts with praise. Then the next part of this verse 4, it says, be thankful to Him. Now, in the original Hebrew, what this says, it says, learn to live life thankful. It's a process of growing and learning. And so I say, amen, Lord, we have to learn that. It says, be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Amen. Now, we come across all the way to the New Testament, and the theme of the New Testament has not changed from the Old Testament in this sense. God is still repeatedly calling us to live a life of thankfulness, of appreciation, just being thankful instead of complaining. Now, there's no way in the world that we could deal with the various lists of complaints that we have. I mean, we complain about everything. I mean, you, you just walk out on the street and somebody say, you walk up to somebody and they'll, you say, well, the weatherman said it's 72, going to be 72 degrees today. And then somebody else said, yeah, but it won't last long. <laughs> we are so given in to the enemy's way of thinking. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, therefore, as the elected God, holy and beloved, put on. Then it begins to tell us what to put on. And it's areas of thankfulness. It says, put on tender mercies. Put on kindness. Now, you understand when it's talking about putting on, it's talking about like a garment. I mean, you put on something that at first may feel alien to you. Or it may not be you. And most people say, well, you know, I just got to be myself. Well, we got to learn to be a new self is what we have to do. We have to learn the discipline of living a thankful life. It says, elect of God, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Then verse 13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Now, have you noticed those words? And you know... These words like must, <laughs> they're real important words in the Bible. Because this is not a suggestion. This is not God's suggestions. <laughs> the Bible is full of God's commands. It says, so I must do, verse 14 said, but above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which also you were called in one body, and then it says, and be thankful. Uh, Only through the power of God am I going to be able to come up to that measure of thankfulness that God is asking me to. That's why the Bible says we begin by, by putting on the gentleness and the kindness of the Lord. By determining we're going to walk in love. Even if this thing kills me, I'm going to walk in love, huh? 
I'm going to do. You know, so somebody said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem getting along with people. I just stay away from them. You know, how many of us can say that very thing? <laughs> it, it's, it's because we have to be around people that we have a problem with people at times. <laughs> Verse 16, and then it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Do you understand, you understand the, the inside rhetoric, the, the inside, you being verbal inside gives you the strength of God to obey God outside? It's, it's not so much the complaints that possibly I may have verbally, but it's those thousands of complaints that are inside that only open to a few to the outside. So what God's telling me, if I'm ever going to be that person that God's called me, if I'm going to have the benefits in my life, I must be changed in here. I must change that inner voice that is constantly trying to line up with complaints. But God said there's such a different way to do life. Amen. 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Then verse 17 says, and whatever you do, everybody say, whatever you do. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. How do you do it? How you do it? Giving thanks to God. So how am I going to live out this life? I'm going to live out this life being thankful to God. Now, we've been on a little series here. It's the series of Elijah, and we're learning thing. We're calling it Learning from the Life of Elijah. And we brought Elijah right up now. He's at the point of standing at the cave. And as he stands at the, at the cave there, he, he finds that God comes to him. But God doesn't change him. In fact, he's standing there, and then it says, The word of the Lord came to him. But it took a deeper experience. I feel like the Lord is bringing us to that. Some of us have been changed. God has come to us and, and some of us. But some of us have found it difficult to change there. We've found it difficult to move out of the place of depression, discouragement. We, we found it difficult to move out of the place of, of complaining. And God says, I have a deeper experience for you if you need it. And that's what happened in the life of Elijah. He stood at the cave. He was so needing to change. God had, he had climbed the mountain of the Lord to get in the presence of God. But there standing at the, at the mouth of the cave, it says the word of God came to him. Well, we know that was Jesus because Jesus is revealed as the word made flesh. But for some reason, it was like it did in my life. It, it did not change Elijah. In fact, the very same complaints that Elijah had at that point, he had later. So God offered Elijah a deeper measure of himself. And we all know that when Elijah finally heard that still, small voice or that whisper of the Lord. And some way that whisper had a way of doing for him something deeper in his life. I just felt that I should say that to us, uh, to, that myself, that's become discouraged with trying to change. 
God says, I can change you with the amount of revelation or the amount of experience you have. But I believe God is willing to give us the experience that we need to bring about the change in our life. Amen? Amen. All right, let me kind of work into a close here. Let me give you real quick seven things, that the benefits of a spiritual life that come from Thanksgiving. We've talked a little bit about the 31. Well, I tell you what, the world needs more. I don't understand. <laughs> We've talked about the 31 benefits that come into a person's life. But just a natural person. I'm not even talking about being thankful to God. If they would just determine, I'm going to, be, I'm going to begin to operate in gratitude and thankfulness. I'm going to begin to quit complaining. I'm going to begin that the 31 benefits that can happen to them in their life. But then God narrows it down for us. And so there becomes a powerful way. And I want to tell you what, for a believer, the way to live the strongest, stronger life is to live a spiritual life. And what God offers us, if we as spiritual people, if we will enter in to Thanksgiving, and we will begin to be more thankful, or I say more thankful... If we will begin to live life more thankful, then God offers to us a tremendous door of spiritual power that will have the ability to change the things that we have not been able to change. And it will have the power to turn around things that we have not been able to turn around. And to really revolutionize our life. That's what God offers. Isn't that a much better way? And so the first thing that that being thankful does for the life of a believer is. It brings God in to whatever the scene is that we're thankful on behalf of. There's not a one of us that cannot sing. That I've been abused and misused song. <laughs> I mean, there's not a one of us that could not sit on the bar stool. <laughs> say, let me borrow your guitar. And we could begin to strum the song. But by doing that, it bankrupts us of power from God. Of being able to change. So I got a choice. I can live the rest of my life just complaining and never changing and never seeing things change. Or I can understand spiritually what God is offering me. And if I will begin to change my life from a complainer to a praiser to being unthankful to a person to be thankful, I have the opportunity of changing everything in my life. They bring, everybody say it brings God on the scenes. That's why Psalms 22 says that God inhabits or God comes to where people pray. Somebody says, I don't, I can't get close to God. Somebody says, how can I experience the presence of God? God's already given us the formula. If I will begin to praise God and be thankful, God comes to the scene of whatever I'm thankful on behalf of. So that means the person that's having health issues, 
Are the person that's having family issues? Are the person that's having job issues? Are the person that's just having getting along issues? Are the person that's just having the biggest problem living with their self issues? That if they will begin to offer that scene to the Lord in thankfulness and begin to say, I'm tired of crying about this. I'm going to begin to be rejoicing about this. And God's not asking you to rejoice for it, but God is asking you to rejoice in it. And if you will begin to rejoice in it, then God will be able to change that which we would want to rejoice for it. Amen. It gets heaven's attention. When I offer thankfulness, it gets heaven's attention. Well, one thing it probably does, it probably shocks. I mean, I don't know if an angel can fall out, but they probably fall out if they hear us change some of our complaining, right? I mean, that angel up there said, you can't believe I just heard Jerry be thankful. And he looks around and all the other angels are falling out. Wow. But as everybody said, it gets heaven's attention. The second thing that it does, it puts the challenges into the right perspective. I'll be honest with you, we can't see things right. But God has a much higher view. A much greater perspective of whatever it is we're going through. I mean, there is just a higher perspective from just simply getting higher. (laughs) I mean, you can climb into a tree, you can see further. (laughs) You can climb a tire and even see further. You can get an airplane and even see further. So God is saying, if you will use thankfulness, it will be able to give you my perspective of what this problem can be and the way I can change it and the way I can use it in your life for the glory of God. Amen? Seeing it through higher. The third thing that it does, thanksgiving and praise, Folks, is my mind right? Now, I've learned, I was telling this to someone the other day, I don't remember who I was talking to, but the first thing that when I face a challenge, I've learned, I am given, I give way to this complaining side. So I can't trust my mind to think the way it would normally think. So I've learned, and I've tried to practice it for about three years now in my life, The first thing I hit a challenge, I asked the Holy Spirit to show me how to think about it. And when the Holy Spirit, He usually then brings a scripture up to my heart that it literally just tells me how to think about it. Lord, how am I going to think about this? How am I going to think about Lane? Now, Elaine, she never has that problem with me. So... How am I going to think about you? How am I going to think about this? How am I going to think? And I've I've found out 100% the Holy Spirit always knows how to think right about everything. Can you say amen? Amen. So it's just simply allowing yourself to have a different perspective. That's what Thanksgiving does. If I will begin, as the Lord has said, to begin to be thankful... All right, number four, thanksgiving and praise, they strengthen your faith. They make life strong. They strengthen my faith. They give me a supernatural strength. 
that's why when he talks about Abraham, it says in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, it says, Abraham grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Instead of complaining, Abraham found out the secret to having great strength. And I want to tell you what, he's the guy that knows. Anytime you be 100 years old and still have babies, you, you know something. <laughs> You've got a secret down pat. <laughs> he found an inner strength and an inner power to do life differently. And even at 100 years old, he was, he was obtaining, defeating other kings, defeating the enemy, driving the enemy out of the land that had been given to him. I mean, a powerful, powerful man. But the Bible said his secret was that he, got, he gave praise to God instead of complaining to the Lord when he would face situations. Amen? Amen. So it strengthens my faith. All right, number five, what he does, thanksgiving and praise is a weapon against the enemy's maneuvers. It throws the enemy into a frenzy. Uh, you ever thought about every time that you complain, it clarifies the devil's mind? And every time you praise, it confuses the enemy's mind. It's like praise is the air that God breathes. Complaining and fear is the air that the devil breathes. So what happens is when I praise, man, he can't get any oxygen. <laughs> I suffocate him out of my situation. Or out of my circumstance. Can you say amen? And so it's so important. It destroys. Now this is found so many places in scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 is a powerful way. When Jehoshaphat had the opportunity to complain. But he began to fast and pray over a situation that was totally devastating. And as he fasted and prayed. And he came out with this glorious praise. And the Lord spoke to his heart. And God said, because you've praised, this is not your battle. This is my battle, the Lord says. And so what praising does, being thankful, it brings it into being God's battle. Have you ever noticed in the life of Moses, how Moses and God kept swapping the same people? When the children of Israel would mess up, Moses say, God, your people. And then when, when the Lord was talking to Moses about them messing up, God would say, your people. <laughs> it's like they just kept swapping the processes there. But the Lord wants you to know that if I will praise instead of complaining about whatever the situation, even if praising doesn't seem to fit, if I will praise God in that thing, God said, it will be my battle. It won't be yours. Amen. And the sixth thing is, praise. It fights evil. It literally fights evil. It literally becomes a strength to fight evil. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1, 2. It says, upon, my back, upon your back, it said, wake up, wake up, Jerusalem, and clothe yourself with strength from God. How many want to clothe yourself with strength from God? Put on your beautiful clothes, it says. And that's what the Lord's calling us to do. And then in Isaiah 
chapter 61, verse 3, we find that, that powerful verse in the Bible. It says, put on a garment of praise. And literally, it will defeat a spirit of heaviness. You know, that's what the Bible calls it. That that is opposing things working out in your life is a spirit of the enemy that has been sent to try and to destroy what God's will is for your life. In fact, in the New Testament, it says the way to do God's will is to be thankful in every situation. Then it says, for this is the will of God. If you're wrestling to find the will of God in whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, if you're wrestling to, Jerry, I just, I just, I don't know the will of God. I just can't find the will of God. Well, let me say, the Bible tells you to be thankful in whatever you're going through in that situation is the will of God. And I personally found out it clarifies the error for God to reveal His directional will into your life. So if I will be thankful, God is able. Then let me close with this one. If I am thankful, it opens the door for the next level with God. It opens the door to the miraculous. Jesus lived that out loud in front of our lives. Jesus But we're going to praise God that he stole the mic. Ah, yes. <laughs> so whatever you're going through, be thankful. And whatever it, it will move, whatever area of it will move it to the next level. Jesus had an issue one day. He had 4,000 people. That needed to eat. And he didn't have. To take care of them. You ever had a light bill. That you couldn't pay. You ever had a school bill. That you just couldn't take care of. That's what Jesus had. He had 4,000 people. That had literally. Been three days without food. And. Jesus needed to feel. How did he do it? The Bible said he took what little bit he had and gave thanks. So miraculous. And when he gave thanks, it moved it into the next level of the miraculous. Amen. Jesus is faced with his friend's death. How is he going to turn it around? In fact, it upset Jesus to the point he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. How could he turn it around?
turn around something so natural and something so uncontrollable. How could he do it? The Bible says that he stood at that tomb and he began to give thanks to the Lord. He said, God, I thank you that you hear me. And I'm thankful that you always hear me. And then it moved that situation into the miraculous. Amen. I don't know what you're going through. I know life's tough no matter how you put it. Life is difficult. Many of you are facing situations to have enough to get by, to to get through, to get all the bills paid. Then we're thinking about Christmas coming in here and Man, sometimes that just puts the overload into the situation to where you sit there and almost won't need to wring your hands because, God, I just cannot see how I can handle this. Others of you may have that handled, but then the relationships in your life. And you say, God, I don't know, I don't know how to, what to do about them. Others of you are situations on your job circumstances you've been passed over for a, a opportunity for a promotion many of you have because of the economy of the area that you haven't been able to get the raise that you were so much dependent I don't know life is complicated but I do know this God can uncomplicate it <laughs> and God can move it into the arena of the miraculous. Now, everything in our life doesn't have to be miraculous. You know that. I mean, God can help us. God can just take life and, and, and make us be able to deal with life good. But there are, each one of us has those things in our life that it has not worked. And we do need the miraculous. And that's why God is revealed as the miraculous God. So I'll close today. We've got some prayer leaders that's going to come forward and they're going to gather in this front. Guys, I want y'all to come real quickly with me if you would. Respond just as quick as you can. And uh, come on to the front. Give about 10 feet in between you because we don't want people to know what other people are going through. And what we want to do, we want to close this service today by just being your prayer buddy. We want to help you by joining with you. And we're here to say today that there is nothing that God cannot change. And there's nothing that God cannot turn around. And if you're willing to stop complaining, and if you're willing to say, Jerry, I'm going to begin to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust God with this thing. Y'all spread out here. If y'all would, y'all really need to come on. Come on, ladies. Help me out there just a little bit. I like it to be private when we're praying with people. Now y'all still going to... Y'all just keep moving around. One, two, three. (laughs) All right. Praise God. But if you're here today... 
you're going through something, let us come into agreement with you. Let us pray with you. Let us believe God with you. But we'll be sure and do this before we're finished. We will be thankful with you. And we will thank God that God can take any situation in your life and the Lord can turn it around. Right now, with every head bowed, just for a quick moment, if you're here this morning, if you need to make some things right with God, would you very quickly just slip your hand up? If you need to make some things right with God, others, just go ahead and raise that hand and say, Jerry, I need to make some things right with God. Before I, before I try to deal with thankfulness, I just need to get some things right with God. Are there some other hands that need to raise? We, we have probably about 20 hands. Are there anyone else that needs to raise your hand up? Lord, I'm so thankful that in the midst of our situations that you call us, Lord, and you help us, Lord. And you're willing to forgive us. And Lord, right here in our seats this morning, that's why we ask you, Lord, that you would forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. Lord, cleanse away our mistakes. Lord, cleanse away our failures. Forgive us, we pray, Lord. In Jesus' powerful name. And Lord, it's by faith in the blood of Jesus that we receive your forgiveness and your cleansing into our lives, Lord. We receive, Lord, by faith the forgiveness of the Lord. And now, Lord, we ask you to help us to turn our situations around by releasing thanksgiving over them. Lord, help us. The enemy so tried to lock us into complaining and frustration, anxiety. Lord, help us to walk out of the enemy's territory. Lord, help us to walk across the line and become a praiser and become a thankful person, believing that there's no situation, Jesus, that you cannot change. Lord, I ask your strength to be thankful. I ask for your strength to praise you. That in my storm, that in my situation, Lord, that I'm going through, that I receive the grace of God to come out of this storm thanking you. Thanking you that you're handling it. Thanking you, Lord, That you're controlling it. Thanking you, Lord, that you're going to cause this storm to cease. Thanking you, Lord. In Jesus' name.